The Pixel Hearts would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land where each member has recorded this episode. The Gadigal people of the Aura Nation, the Wadawarung, the Bunurong, and the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. The team would like to pay respects to Elders past, present and emerging, and recognise the sovereignty was never ceded. This continent always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to the Pixel Hearts. My name is Cameron, and I think that the Injustice fighting game series is just a reflection on the sexual tension between Superman and Batman. Uh, my <laughs> name is Taya, uh, and I once successfully uh, saved a, a date while being very hungover by uh, brushing it off as a Rick impression. <laughs> my name is Faye, and as I belong to a polycule that games competitively together, I truly am the personification of love blooming on the battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> I am Dr. Marlian Butt. Uh, did you know that a butt is a measurement of liquid? It's a buttload, as they say. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> that was, no, that was good. Oh my god. That was so good. <laughs> and we are a team of romantic gamers who want to help you achieve a play of the game in your love life. And this week on the show, we are talking all about how the competitive side of gaming can have a negative impact on your relationship. And we've got this question from one of our listeners. Dear Pixel Hearts, I'm a gamer and my partner isn't. I want her to get involved, but I'm worried my competitive side of gaming won't allow me to enjoy gaming with her if I get her on board. How should I handle this? Thank you for that question. Um, it's a it's a really tricky thing, as you know. Our when we game, it's really easy for our um our inner demons to come out a little bit. And I'm going to be honest, as someone who um had to step away from Overwatch because how it made him feel, uh, I definitely have some thoughts on this. What about you guys? When you game, do you feel like you get competitive or angry, and it comes through? I. I definitely feel like there can be a little bit of of that, but like I've got I've adopted a mentality of just like look, you know, we my my goal isn't to win the game, my goal is for my partner to have a grand old time. That's a lovely way to put it. I I personally find cuz we do have a lot of uh, you know, relationship gaming together that we end up kind of uh, putting all the games we play into different boxes, depending on how tense they are. Because if you're playing a very, very tense game, it's a lot easier to get competitive over it. You know, if you're playing something like uh, Hunt Showdown, where there's all those moments of tension and you desperately need someone to save you, it's very easy to let that competitive nature override. But if you're playing something like Chivalry 2, where you're constantly screaming, oh no, my arm's fallen off, he threw a chicken at me, um, it's a <laughs> lot harder to have that competitive tension. It diffuses yeah. the situation early. <laughs> <laughs> so... I play a lot of games with my partner as well. And I guess the thing, yes, I, I can get quite competitive sometimes, uh, particularly at certain, uh, at board games, I would say. <laughs> but I think I'm here with Taylor of the, at the end of the day, I want it to be a good time. If we're not having fun anymore, then what's the point, right? But I think being competitive and adding that as into the game can still be fun and enjoyable. It's just checking in on the other person 
and making sure that we're not getting, you know, uh, things aren't going to one way where it's a little bit more tense rather than enjoyable. Yeah. But there's also a lot of different kinds of games out there too, right? Like hmm. cooperative games. I was, I was just thinking of uh, some student essays I had talking about how one of them, she said, oh, um, I played It Takes Two with my partner and afterwards, you know, I felt much more closer with him. Oh. And then I had another student essay say, um, I wanted to play Overcooked with my boyfriend to see if he could, like, if he was worth sticking around for, Woof. right? To see if, to see if he would, like, <laughs> crush under the pressure. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> the vet vetting early relationships by if they can actually hand you the pasta before it overcooks. Um, exactly. I I think a really like key thing for me. So as I said, um, I definitely <laughs> I don't get competitive, but I do get um, easily frustrated in gaming, um, and it, especially in things like. So I mentioned Overwatch at the start. So I it's interesting. So I'll play a lot of Destiny um, and a lot of Overwatch. Um, I I like I'm weekly on Destiny with my husband, and we play Overwatch. And you know, Overwatch Two has just launched, and even though we all hate Blizzard now, mm -hmm. I did check it out. Um, uh, and it was interesting how quickly that got back into the root problem. So I don't know if everyone here has the same situation in terms of, um, my ADHD has a very interesting way of coming out and that is with my emotional control, um, and stresses suddenly making me way more aggressive than I am as a person. So playing Overwatch, the stresses that I feel about things not going right, I suddenly get overwhelmed and I'm just shouting at the computer and I don't mean to be. And I know it's just a, in my head, I'm going, this is just a game. What's going on? And it's this thing where I have to then go, Joe, you know I'm going to take a step away from Overwatch because it's definitely creating this. And it's very interesting because it happens in that, but it doesn't happen in things like destiny in Overwatch. I get frustrated by seeing people like, you know, healers running straight into the crowd and while that might be someone being like oh why are they doing that mine is this insane like uh like fervent rage comes over me and i have to go this isn't right i shouldn't be doing this but then i'll play something like final fantasy 14 where i'm not a veteran in any way in that game and i don't really like i know the mechanics but i think i just don't get heated when people do stupid things in that game it feels very non-consequential so i think it's about finding those games that have certain triggers for you if you know you're going to be competitive in a game that's not the game you want to play with them you need to find something that's not gonna have me yelling why is no one paid attention to the fairer the fairer is still up there in the air why is no one turned around the fairer the fairer the fairer the fairer <laughs> we definitely had that issue because we used to play overwatch a lot and we were trying to like climb the ranks competitively and there was an element of you know one of my partners had come home from work and i'd be like oh how was work and by the way i've analyzed your data and your hit rate is a little bit low i think you need to practice it that's probably not the best situation if you have that kind of tension but at the same time i think you can kind of judge how much of a problem it is based off when it comes up in games if it comes up in overwatch sure that game is a hellfire 
everyone gets angry at it. If you're yelling at your partner that they place the wool in the wrong place to perfectly get the pixel art of Pikachu that you're trying to build in Minecraft, then you have a deeper problem you need to look at. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like there are games that are going to trigger you. That's probably not the one you want to go with. Yeah, I guess, look, if you're just approaching it in terms of like, I want to get my partner into gaming so we can have like this, this positive sort of experience of sharing, you know, gaming together, then yeah, pick games with, where you don't get so competitive or stuff that like, you know, isn't competitive. You're working sort of cooperatively where you can sort of nurture that love. Um, but yeah, if it is like... Like Overcooked. It, oh, God. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, See, but even that, the yelling gets fun in that because it's so yeah. bedlam, you can't not be enjoying the bedlam. I've seen people turn in Overcooked and it's hilarious because they just go, it's a stupid little cooking game. <laughs> Chill out. Chill out. Oh, no, yeah. my pasta's on fire. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, I, I think, yeah, ultimately, if you're trying to get someone into your favorite game, then yeah, you do have to put in that extra effort and like keep your cool so their first impressions, their first experiences aren't of you fucking losing your shit. Um, and yeah, they get a sense of like, you know, what the f- what is fun about it for you before they get into like the extra levels of meta. If, they, if we want to sort of, I guess, if you want to nurture them into sort of getting that same level of investment as you. Yeah, I think um, a key part of this uh, question as well is the fact that you've mentioned that they're not a gamer. You want to get them into gaming. So the games that you're playing competitively, I'm going to be honest, are probably not games that are entry level for people playing games. So we've, we've talked about this before. Like when people try to introduce someone from outside gaming into gaming, you need to think about it from their perspective before you think about it from your own. I've said this story on one of our panels a few years ago, but my... Um, my younger brother wanted to get my stepmother into gaming so that she could understand it. And he decided the best way was to give her what he thought was the best game at the time. And so he handed her The Last of Us and said, <laughs> play this. Ooh. Games like that come with a huge background knowledge of gaming language, of the use of controller, of how to do that. That's the last thing you want to hand to someone and say... Again, if we're talking Overwatch, if this is what you're getting competitive in, or maybe you're giving them CSGO, like you hand them these technical games and go, why aren't you going as well as me? Why haven't you gone this? Because you have years of learned like memory. Like you have the muscle memory in your hands to play these games. So you have to, if you're getting someone into gaming, you have to cycle back and think, if I'm entering this as an adult and I have no history with how to play games, I need to give them a game that isn't going to immediately alienate them. Yeah, so that gaming literacy that um, some of us have built over a long period of time, that's just kind of assumed, ends up being that huge barrier for new players, right? There's also, I guess, uh, financial barriers too, but if it's about gaming on your console or your computer and that's how it's going to happen, that gaming literacy, you can think there's such a huge range of games these days. And actually, I know we've been talking about Overcooked, but Overcooked is genuinely a really good example where it's like two, three buttons and that coordination, and it's still really fun um, and it is collaborative, right? The competitive nature is perhaps getting the three stars, Mm. right? So that's what I do with my partner. We're like, we're a three-star household, you know? (laughs) Um, and then she hits is, him with a frying pan. 
Yeah. And then you get to full <laughs> well, stars. Then, yeah. Well, then Kevin comes along and is just like, oh, congratulations. You've got three stars on everything. How about trying getting four stars? And it's like just throwing the table and everything else and being like, damn it, Kevin, there's nothing good enough for you, is there? <laughs> uh, for example. Kevin is never happy. Never oh, happy. Nothing. God damn it, Kevin and your Impossible to please. Uh, so that's a way where um, that competitive side is coming out, but through a collaborative team effort, right? But um, other games that are really good for entry level, I mean, it's even thinking about not just specific titles, but even thinking about how you're playing that game, right? So um, I know couples who will play together things like Skyrim and Fallout, but swap the controllers. So she really, um, for example, um, she really wanted to watch the entire thing. And she also made a ban rule of the like, um, he wasn't allowed to play that game without her there. But if she wasn't feeling up for um, a fight scene, she would be like, you can do this part. I just want to watch, right? So you mm. can think about it that way as well of introducing and playing a game together, but you're still playing the same character. I'd also say co-op games are very, very helpful for that starting thing. You've just got to be careful, once again, of the amount of, like, literacy involved in it. Things like Super Mario World, you might look at and be like, hey, this looks fun. We can play co-op. We can run around, jump on Goombas, eventually anger Bowser. That's great. And then they go ahead and throw in that one little thing that's like, hey, do you know who did the best? It's the person with the crown. They've got a hat. You don't. And it throws it all out the window again. Um, but co-op games in general, especially ones that have that really lovely back and forth, like It Takes Two, is actually a really good place to start because they kind of don't let everything fall on one person and it's a shared experience. Yeah, I think it's important to avoid, like you said with the crown thing, games that um, inadvertently create gaming shame because that's going to make them feel like crap that they're like oh you're just kind of i'm just along for the ride i know like there are times where my husband has said to me is like well i'm not very good and i'm like well that's not true it's just we have different styles of playing um i know like we mentioned overwatch and competitive side it was very interesting in our group that only one of us me made it to diamond in competitive um i was a diamond zenyatta and everyone else got really kind of it, it made it difficult when we play together and they'd be like oh well cameron's diamond um <laughs> but it was just more that that was just the play that that's the character that sat so well with me and it just you know worked um diamond and cameron it, sounds like a jojo character to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but it just you know it didn't it made it like less fun for everyone in that kind of vibe so you want to avoid things that are going to make them feel shame and are going to trigger your own aggressions. So some of the games I'm also thinking about of different genres as well. So we've got cooperative, competitive games. We've got games on different uh, platforms and then um, needing different gaming literacies, but then also different genres. Mm. So things like uh, interactive narratives, right? Um, but these are all about personal style and preference anyway. There's such a massive range of games out there. Like Untitled Goose Game would be a game that anyone could play, right? Um, 
A Turtled Goose game has a huge history of people that being their entry into gaming because they're like, this is a bit cute and they played it and it's such simple language um, for gaming that they're then able to take that elsewhere. I think yeah. it's that speed of gaming is really important. Yeah. Uh, and I guess talking about different platforms, mobile games, right? So even Pokemon Go was this massive hit. Um there's, uh, what else is on mobile? Among Us, which is going to be like, I know it's like the, you know, the, the gaming, gamey game of, you know, the last few years, but Among Us was such a weird entry point during the pandemic for so many of my friends who aren't really big gamers. I would jump on on the PC and they would jump on on their mobile and the mechanics are so simple and the concept is so simple that we could enjoy it. And, you know, they started getting into more gaming as a result of it. And they were like, oh, I'm going to check out Animal Crossing now. And it kind of was a, a roll-on effect of what they got into. And an entry level to that was just playing Among Us. Another one that I want to mention that doesn't get mentioned a lot um, would be those kind of games where you can play it on your phone from a screen. So if you're doing like a the two of you together, there are a lot of games now where... I know there was one that was released. It was like a, a police narrative story and you would vote on what happens on your phone um, to tell the story. And so it was like that gaming together and getting into gaming, the interactive multimedia. Um, and on that, things like The Quarry or um, Ooh, that's a good yeah, one. Dead by yeah. Dawn Light, whatever. God, that's not it at all. Dead by Dawn Light. Dead by Dawn Light. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Until, you, dawn. Until, dawn. until dawn. Until dawn. Until dawn. Um, but like all those kind of games that, again, very narrative focused. It's yep. you don't have to be very good at the game. You just have to be interacting with the multimedia. The Walking Dead series as well. Everything by Telltale yep. games, right? Yeah. Um, Wolf Among Us. Oh, yeah. Entry uh, level, like slow it down a bit. Don't go for high octane gaming if this is their first time in it. Bring them back. Get them into the interactive side of media. And that is the thing that will excite them. Last thoughts, Taya? Uh, I just want to jump in and say, look, you know, ask your partner if you're interested in games. Is there anything that you've heard about that you want us to try together? Oh, the best advice. Communication. And, and never forget, yeah, communication and never forget board games or hybrid games as well, right? We're talking about interactive things. I've been playing a lot of Mansions of Madness with my partner. Um, we've been playing uh, Seven Wonders Jewel, right? Like, um, there's a lot of board games out there as well, and that's often really enjoyable yeah but i hope that's helped you in kind of breaching the subject of how to get into gaming without causing damage to the relationship because you are aware enough of uh your proclivities towards competitiveness um but until next time um we want to thank ryan stanton for producing the pixel hearts and blusher for our intro and outro the pixel hearts theme song and one pixel at a time for all of our links or if you need the pixel hearts to help troubleshoot your love life head to our link tree in the show notes but until next time be kind to each other